Wow, live in person today. For real. Not halfway across the country. Yeah, <laughs> no split screen. <laughs> yeah. It's gonna look weird as compared to the rest of the ones. I know, but hey, for you. continuity, right? For so. the fight club. Yeah, the fight club. The fight club. Solidify. Yeah. I hope you guys enjoyed that. We're gonna get into some stuff too. Uh, real quick for the audio listeners, checking this out. Um, this is the Good Fighter Podcast. Connection, intention, and purpose coming at you. But if you would like to see Dr. Nash and I in the flow, check out our YouTube page. Check that link. Check that link. Send us. Um, hey, I want to get adjusted. <laughs> uh, hashtag that. Hey, I want to get adjusted. <laughs> hey, I want to get adjusted. Yeah. Hey, I like that. We should put that on a t-shirt. We could. We definitely could. We've got a whole list of t-shirts right That's now. That's true. We do. Yeah. We're gonna have a GoFundMe page. Ooh, we need to get that. Um, I did get linked up with a guy in Ames that does like kind of like he did, he's like an artist, but he does like he has some pretty cool T-shirt and like hat designs. I need to show you. Um, I was just thinking about him the other day. Did you put some stuff together? Uh, no, I like I just like I just got connected with him yesterday. So Dude, that would be sweet. You have to tell me what you think because he'll he has like kind of his pricing online. So, right. um, dude, good fighter help. Oh yeah, for real. So Fight Club, Fight Club hat. White club. Maybe we get some gloves. Girl. We have to. Right. Like Dee right on the front right. or something. Logan Paul, I'm coming for you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, Where's he from? No idea. Probably California. I was going to say, I would, I would always choose the Iowa boy over California. But I, like I mean, you have to. Right. Midwest always. Yeah, right? I mean, it's, it's all about here, man. It's, That's true. That heart, heart factor. Heart. King. Can't go down for Did you see the thing where he, like, they were, like, questioning if he got knocked out by Mayweather accidentally? Oh, yeah, I did. He, like, kind of, like, I didn't, I didn't see the full clip, but I had seen some speculation. Dude, boxing's nuts, man. Yeah. That amount of, like, just repetitive head trauma. If you're uh, a boxer, you fight it all, and you didn't get it adjusted. Right. Dude. I see a guy at my clinic. He does more, like, Muay Thai type of stuff. Mm-hmm. And even just, like helps his kicks really because he's more like restricted on one side of motion balancing him out nervous system wise huge difference damn yeah. yeah i mean with the neurospinal system dude like that amount of you know cord tension you're just like constantly like micro trauma yeah. you're getting um if you're not if you're not getting adjusted man like you're, you're a ticking time bomb for having some sort Especially of like, later on right so nobody needs all the brain degeneration that comes from that sometimes. Yeah, it's it's a wild sport. Um, wild, wacky. One we can emulate them. Oh yeah, be a good fighter. But today, guys, what are we what are we talking about today? You you were telling me about fearless intent, dude. So yeah. I'd love to kind of start off with fearless intent. I think that was kind of like what Source kind of dropped in as far as the um, focus of today. But I did like what you were talking about earlier too. So, guys. I think um, I was talking to a chiropractor student, and for many of you on here, you probably are chiropractor students, either new chiropractors or chiropractors in the field for a long time. I don't know. But one thing that has been made apparent, especially when we were in school still, was the the fearless intent that you should have when you are adjusting somebody. And we all know we've had been on the end of crappy adjustments where, like, you can tell that person's kind of scared and, like, doesn't want to, you know, go all out. For sure. Um, and usually end up getting hurt when that yeah. happens, at least in my experience and a lot of other people too, is when you 
kind of get that hesitation or, or that, um, and you see that in sports all the time. Like the moment you hesitate, that's when something goes wrong. Oh yeah. Um, in, but, in anything, in anything, hesitation yeah. never ends up. Hesitation is never the key. Basketball, you can have a hezzy, but like, that's more like that's an intentional, intentional hesitation. Yes, yeah, yeah. Yes. Intentional, like yeah. intentional hesitation is not bad because you're thinking through things. Yes. But hesitation because you're fearful is not, does not produce the outcomes that we would like so absolutely i was talking to this chiropractic student and he was discussing how in school and as we know like with covid and everything school's kind of switched up i mean hands-on is next to none right now yep um props to you guys out there getting hands-on still and making it happen because you guys it, it your profession and your livelihood matters way more than what's you know the school's showing you to do right now yeah um but he was telling me how like they just put a lot of fear into you when you're trying to adjust somebody a lot of fear into especially those that are, you know, like 50 or older. And he was just discussing with me how he wants to be confident. He wants to be clear in what he wants to do, but it's hard when you have that type of, I don't want to say indoctrination, but it almost feels like that. Like when we're, what we, and we grew up when we're, not when we grew up. <laughs> I mean, we grew up in school, I guess, you know, in, in chiropractic. I was college. growing up still, that's yeah. for sure. <laughs> but learning under like Mally and those guys, Tim Young, and I just remember like him sharing, both of them sharing like, hey, these people need adjusted. They don't need, for you guys to just kind of like pitter patter around the bush for sure they need for you to be the doctor and to go out with fearless intent now that doesn't mean you just kind of like adjust everybody willy-nilly like still have your connection intention and purpose as a doctor as a chiropractor and go after it but it just breaks my heart hearing students share that they just don't feel confident when they especially when you get in the clinic i mean i don't know about you but like a lot of people do drops because they're scared, mm-hmm. um, especially yep. on older people. And and I think one thing that I learned from two things that I learned was when I went to the VA, like you saw all kinds of jacked up stuff in there. And I thank goodness for the, in, the mentors that I had in there. Cause they were like, no, you still rock them. You yeah. still adjust them. Um, even when they have like all kinds of stuff now, again, be smart. Don't go trying to adjust the freaking spinal fusion with metal don't right. down like that. But they still can get adjusted in other areas and to go after it with fearless intent. And then the same thing too, when I was in Honduras, dude, half the people down there had been in like motorcycle accidents or I didn't have x-rays. Right. Like, I'm going to be honest, but I did my due diligence and still went after and not, not scared to adjust them, but knowing that, Hey, I was trained to recognize spinal subluxation patterns. If this is more than a subluxation, like a, you know, impairment or whatever, then don't adjust it. But if it's a subluxation, freaking rock it and, and give them what they need to get their nervous system balanced and set up right. And it just, again, it breaks my heart hearing these students go through school not being confident and clear. It's not so right. much, it's not so much necessarily like other stuff, but not having the confidence and clarity to be who they need to be as a chiropractor. It, it, it's hard. Yeah. You know? And it uh, takes time to develop that. And if you don't have a growing space, you can't develop that. No, for sure. Um, I think one thing that really helps is being around somebody who, or at least like, you know, where we're at now, we have systems in place where we don't have to have that fear at all. Right. Or at least like when you're going through school, having boundaries where you don't have to be coming from a place of fear. I think that's a really important aspect where like that allows you just to authentically be able to have have the confidence to have a teacher to go through with you or you have somebody, like you said, those guidelines. Yeah. So I think that's an important aspect. Um, and a lot of people talk about it too. And it's really important that um, obviously school, the main purpose really is for you to uh, pass boards and the passports basically, 
one of the biggest emphasis that they ever have is, are, can you recognize the red flags that like if, if somebody presents, presents with this, you should send them to the ER, right? right? right. But outside of that, uh, you really got to have your own curriculum in place to develop not just your, your art, but also your philosophy and yeah, everything in between, right? So I think that's a really big component to being able to have the confidence not to be in a place of fear. Right. when you get in the clinic or just like adjusting somebody in general that like you have the confidence because you put the time in in an um, extracurriculum setting that like you're allowing you're allowing to the art to flow through you right. to like you're, you're manifesting it how you want it to right right and you're not worried about oh this could happen right you know you're confident in that ability of your art which is one of the things that you, you need to be confident in your art and how you're exploring things otherwise you're never going to publish it right um one other little aspect so you were talking about um you know, obviously at the va like usually you're seeing so many people with so many different yeah traumas going on and like the adjustment right you're not gonna um what that person really is coming to you for they're not coming to you for electrostim therapy they're not coming to you for k-tape right they're coming for an adjustment yeah and that that is obviously a physical adjustment but also um it's not just their how they're um there's, there's so many different ways that that can manifest for them, right? Right. You're adjusting the trajectory of their right. internal and external environment. Yeah. Their internal environment, obviously, we understand that, like, we're adjusting the, the pressure on nerves and allowing an aid to flow and communicate freely. And I would also argue that that adjustment is also changing their ability to, to have that awareness and perception. Oh, for sure. Which is changing how they view reality, which I think is if not as important, more important than the internal environment yeah, and how they're perceiving the external environment. Cause everything really is come, does come down to perception. Well, down inside out either way. Yeah. You know? And I think, I think with that, you see a lot of guys in there that had injuries for so long and we see that in private clinic too, but like the VA stuff, you see like some crazy injuries, but yeah, they hold that almost as that mental block too, is like, Oh, well, I'll never be, I'll never be able to get this good or mm -hmm. feel good. I'll always have this pain. I'm just trying to diminish it as much as I can. But letting them recognize the fact that you can grow, it's allowing that growth to take place. But as, as a chiropractor coming in and letting them know that we can switch it up, change that internal and that external environment to let them know that they, they can be them again. For sure. Know? And, and I just can't imagine going into some of these clinics and not providing hope in the way that we need to. Right. You know, it, it's hard. And I, I think a, a big component that really was a sh big shift for me was my, my mindset when approaching oh, somebody sure. yeah. and understanding that like, I'm not looking for something to see and destroy. I'm looking for the greatest potential for growth or for release for that person. Yeah. Can you, can you touch on your process? Cause they obviously got to watch it a little bit too. Yeah. Touch on like what's going through your mind in that moment. And even right before an adjustment, because that moment right before the adjustment, sometimes, especially when you're learning, you can get that like inside voice, like, don't do it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, this isn't where you're supposed to be. Yeah. Um, just walk us through not only the process, but how you can kind of overcome how you overcome that too. Cause we're as students, you, you always have that, like you, you have to kind of like quiet that down and recognize that confidence to, to move forward, I guess. Oh yeah. Um, so anybody, obviously the whole MLS community does such an amazing job. Cause that's one of the first things that, that's the initial step with everything is the ground center and open your heart to whoever is in front right. of you. Right. Um, so for me, it's always just imagining myself in a position where I'm loving somebody. Yeah. Right. And I'm just putting my, my whole physiology in a state of like, 
love. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not a, coming from a place where I'm angry or whatever else. If I caring, I've been caring for that day, that week. Yeah. I can let that go. Right. Right. Cause that's not going to serve me or them. Right. All I want to do is give love that give love to whoever that is there for me and have them receive that love and just uh, return that to me as well. Right. Right. That's just what I'm imagining. But um, so when I'm, you know, when I'm just listening down the spine, um, it came from, I mean, so I talked about Bruce Lipson's biology belief, right? Yeah. And the concept that, you know, reality and everything is more space than anything else. Right. So what I'm, when I'm listening, um, I'm letting Nate really talk to me too, or I'm feeling for, or I'm listening for those areas where there's a lot of stored potential here. Yeah. And those are the areas where, um, I really want to make sure that I'm letting my hand just kind of like follow what it's feeling. Right. So noticing what I notice. Yeah. Um, and sometimes for some people it's kind of, I mean, Dr. Jim Deegan does a really good job explaining it. It's like a Bluetooth pairing. So sometimes it can, you know, pair really quick, but sometimes I need to kind of go through a couple scans and that's okay. Um, and sometimes, you know, I, Real quick, I want to make a note when you say notice what you notice, I think that's such a big thing because sometimes, especially with some chiropractors, they notice what they want to notice, yeah. not what they actually notice. Yeah. And that's where one injury could happen if we're adjusting everybody the same way. If we want to notice something or if we want to, oh, it's a PI, PI, three in the T spine and then up the neck, you know? Yeah. A flying seven. No, noticing what you need to notice, not what you want to notice. I think it's such a huge portion of it. Yeah. But that's just something that we share in common, I think, is notice what you notice. And I, I like that about that. Yeah. I, I would say that, um, you know, kind of building from uh, people or, or some chiropractors are really looking like they want some, something to pop up, right? Or like they're expecting certain things. And I think taking that out of the equation is one of the most beneficial things that you could ever do. Yeah. Being okay with just adjusting one segment. Right. Or um, even none. Or none. Yeah, if if they're, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Because um, initially when, you know, I was listening to you. Yeah. Um, you know, I still get it at times where I'm like, you know, uh, I get that little educated, like little chirp in where it's like, oh, you know, you, you should really get this because, right. you know, he's been sitting a lot. I'm like, no, I'm going to notice what I notice. notice. You notice. Okay. And, um, you know, with the body. So, I mean, more often than not, less is more. Mm. Right. So um, that that's a big component for me and like that, that process. So listening, notice what you notice. And then. Um, the last thing is coming from a place of ease. Right. And, and that's, a, that's another component where I think people have hesitancy because in school, a lot of things are very, and we talk about this all the time, mechanical. Mm -hmm. and, yeah. Yeah. Uh, being able to serve somebody from a place where their system is very relaxed. Yeah. It's a lot more comfortable for the person receiving and a lot more comfortable for you delivering it. Yeah. Cause it doesn't take, you know, you don't have to be, so uh constricted and sympathetic dominant yeah when you're doing it yeah yeah um in fact that would inhibit you more if you are right because how can they become parasympathetic if you yourself are sympathetic in the moment right um that, and, that that energy transfer that we talked about a lot of times too well people who are in the fight club or people who are familiar with fighting you, when you're fighting somebody you don't have clenched fists um clenched fists are slow yeah right you don't have you don't have speed your controls diminished by holding all this uh you're, you're essentially locking down your system when you're like this right mm. and when you're adjusting somebody it goes the same way having soft hands we talk, dr Malley does a great job explaining this soft hands move fast yeah 
Um, and you feel so much, you can notice so much more when your hands are soft. Right. Um, and he correlates that too. Like if your eyes are really clenched, you can't see squat, but if mm -hmm. they're wide open and soft, you can see a lot more. Yeah. You're able to notice a lot more. You're able to read that person's body instead. When you're more rigid, you're going to notice what you want to notice. Yeah. Um, and you said something right there that I think was really good. I lost track of it, but um, maybe it was this. I can't remember. <laughs> no, that's good. Uh, I just think it's really crucial that we get into that. Oh, it's the mechanical portion. Yeah. I think, and this is where I want to distinct, distinguish as a student, especially if you're a student, there is a portion of your learning that will be mechanical because yes. you're learning. You, you will have that time when you're like, especially in school when you have to pass words, tissue pull, away or whatever. Yeah. I don't, I don't a -R. Yeah. All yeah. that good stuff. Yeah. And it will be mechanical, but as you refine your art and recognize when you need to be less mechanical and, and kind of keep refining that. Cause that was the most, that, that when I was in school, that would, would piss me off the most when we're in like 10, trying this person still, they're not fluid with it, mm -hmm. you know, it's, it's our, and I want so badly to people to feel confident in what they're doing. And when you're mechanical, it just, you can't be. Yeah. I mean, think of all the best sports players, fighters. They're never like, you know, you know, when you like learn to hit on a tee on, in baseball, it's, and you do like the four step progression, you can't hit a home run doing that. No, you know, it has to be fluid and you have to learn through the way. So there's a time and place for it, but you grow in your art and, just be more responsive and aware of what you're doing to fulfill that and with confidence and clarity. Amen, bro. So well, Dr. Gates, well, I don't want to, I don't want to make you late, bro. Oh, we'll be all right. Okay, cool. Give me, let's do like three more minutes. Okay. okay. I want to share what you were going to share though. Okay. Too. Yeah. Yeah. Unless you feel like it's not enough time and it wouldn't be intentional. Um, well, we can always hold on. so I mean, what I was talking earlier was about awareness and perception. So, with a lot of you know a lot of talking chiropractic school community in general is oh some people just aren't uh you know they get adjusted and you know they've had years and years of um, patterns built in where they just have all this dysfunction going on and when they get adjusted for the first time they weren't you know in a place to receive which in a way i i think that's very true um but also it, it is in a way uh putting pushing some of the blame onto the person right. on the table. Right. And they're coming to us to receive that adjustment that nobody else can provide. Yeah. Right. That, um, that, that one true special thing that can help them make that connection inside. And it kind of comes back around to um, really helping them understand that this change in perception is a good thing. Yeah. And when somebody's, you know, adjusted for the first time, they've had so much dysfunction. Lots of times their body wants to hold on to those old patterns. Yeah. And it's like, you know, it's holding on to what's comfortable, not what's uh, beneficial. Right. Yeah. So, and that, that can go for Getting just about anything. To let it go. Yeah. Being able to let go of things. Right. So um, that's one big component that I really love talking with people about is, you know, sometimes when you receive your first adjustment, you've never been adjusted for, or even by somebody new. Um, if you've seen a chiropractor before, sometimes when you get adjusted by somebody new, a different way, you can feel sore. Right. And that's okay. Um, lots of times when the body really wants to let go of an old pattern or, you know, it's, it's adapting to a new pattern, right. it's feeling something different. Right. Right. And feeling different, our body almost kind of sends a little yellow, right. yellow you know, a, a little check engine light, right. Right? which is, uh, isn't necessarily a bad thing. No. No. Um, and I always say that it is similar to like when nerves have pressure released and they start waking up, 
what's the first thing they usually start feeling when they've had pressure for a while? Yeah. Usually some irritation. Yeah. So um, I think changing some, helping somebody understand that a perception change is a, you know, one of the best things that can actually happen from the adjustment is actually really empowering for yeah. people. Yeah. Notice what you've noticed and change perceptions only connection, intention, and purpose, I think is, do it from a place of love. Yes. Like you touched on that, I think is, is huge. Um, because when, when you were talking about, you can't think about people that you have, were serving up before and like bringing that into the room. It's kind of like having like a girlfriend when you have a wife, like you can't love both equally at the same time. You can't love your wife the same way you need to, if you have a girlfriend, right? For sure. Um, you need to commit your love to the one person. I think it's kind of similar. I don't know if that's a good analogy. Or not, but <laughs> I don't know from experience, man. So I don't, I don't know. But, uh, but, but you, uh, you need to be committed and you need to love the person as if they're the only person right there in that moment because they are. And their nervous system is too. Yep. 100%. Uh, we will be back for part two. Blah. Uh, here in a couple of days, we're hit it. Uh, we're doing we'll do it a little bit. Okay, we'll, we'll, we'll piece it in like a Oh, yeah, uh-huh. for sure. We'll, we'll, uh, you know, we'll we gotta take full advantage of this. 100%. Time here, guys. We don't get to see each other. Fight Club appreciates it. Fight Club we want to give them what they want. Loves it. Yeah. <laughs> we want to give them what they want. So. True. Yeah. That's good. Sick. All right, good fighters. You know where to find us, but stay tuned for part two. Yes, sir. Choose your destiny.